Hello, and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and we are continuing with nonstop November. But quite frankly, how could I not continue when we have this crazy national election going on? So tonight, we are at episode 27, election 2020, day two. Numbers, lawsuits, tantrums, and corpses. So first, let's go over the numbers. As of 9.50 p.m., because I did an update right before I came on, it's about uh, 10, 10 Eastern time on November 4th, 2020. So I pulled the numbers as of uh, 9.50 p.m. So I'm going to first do CNN, because CNN has been very, if any of you have been watching, CNN has been very, very cautious throughout this entire process. And interestingly enough, Fox News and Fox AP, because AP has been calling with Fox, has been a little bit more aggressive with their calls. So according, if you go with the CNN number, and this is just about the Electoral College, if you go with the CNN number with the Electoral College and what everybody calls the race to 270, then they have Joe Biden at 253 and President Donald Trump at uh, at 213 with North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, and uh, Alaska outstanding. So let's take it and Fox before we break that down a little bit more. Fox has it a little bit higher um, for Biden because they have it at 264 because they have already declared uh, Joe Biden the winner of Michigan and Arizona, uh, Wisconsin as well. So because of how uh, how they declared it, that is uh, what it is. And of course, and, and they have Trump at 214. So they're consistent, both uh, news organizations are consistent and where President Trump is just not quite as it relates to President Biden. So let's get into the numbers and find out who's more likely to get where they're trying to go. So in what is considered the battleground states, even though some are declared and some aren't, they're still considered the battleground states and they are still hard at work counting. In Georgia, Georgia is way tighter then it started out. It started out with President Trump ahead in the hundreds of thousands, but Georgia had not counted the areas in and around Atlanta. So it has gotten a lot tighter with President Trump ahead slightly at 49.8% to Biden at 49% with less than 50,000 votes separating them, 95% reporting. So that might still go, go to President Trump, but uh, if it gets any tighter, certainly enough to uh, raise a legitimate uh, concern about a recount. Next, Arizona. Uh, Joe Biden at 50.7%, Trump at 47.9% with Joe Biden with a 79,000 vote lead. Pennsylvania, again, a state where uh, 
if we started out the day with President Trump up probably at close to half a million, but at this rate, it has, the gap is closing a bit because again, the counties, it all comes down to where those votes are. And as you probably have heard over and over, so I'm not going to belabor the point, uh, the votes in PA that are being counted at this point and under dispute are the early votes and the absentee, absentee votes, which the Pennsylvania Secretary of State had made clear they weren't going to count till probably today. And a lot of those were heavily Democratic and from areas in and around Philadelphia County, Montgomery County, and some Bucks County. And those are heavily Democratic areas. So that would probably account for some of this closing of the gap. Will they close it and completely overtake the Republicans? We don't know, but it is certainly cause to be a, a concern when you are up over uh, or close to a half a million and now with 88% of the vote in, so there is still 12% of the vote uh, left to be counted and that lead has been cut down to a little over 89,000 or a little under 80, 100, a little under 189,000. Michigan. It has Joe Biden at 50.3%, Trump at 48.1%, with Biden 120,000 votes ahead. So the lead is widening. Wisconsin, Joe Biden at 49.4%, Trump at 48.8%, with only 20,000 votes separating them. That is pretty tight and certainly... Uh, raises large or should raise large concerns for the Biden campaign in terms of that being a feather in their cap, because that is also one of the places where the Trump campaign is waging all kinds of allegations and, among others, have filed suit. Nevada, also extremely tight race. I know I would be uncomfortable with this one. 49.3 to Biden, 48.7 to Trump, with Biden leading, leading by a little under 8,000 votes. Now, they are only at 86% counted, so this that race will probably get even more interesting within the next hour, and we'll get some sense of who is going to pull out of that one because 8,000 votes really isn't a lot. So if Biden wants to win that, they have got to pull ahead more because again, if they stay locked with in a race with under 10,000 votes separating them, again, no way that the Trump campaign, among other things, won't be uh, asking for a recount, which of course just keeps us embroiled in this. That's why you hate to see somebody get trounced, but, well, I don't hate to see President Trump get trounced, but you kind of hate it, but at the same time, you need to win decisively, especially when you are running against someone who has more or less made it clear that he's not leaving that office easily. Next, we have Alaska. No, I'm sorry. Did I say Arizona? Yes. Arizona, 
for Biden, 47.9 for Trump, with Biden being 79,000 ahead with 84% counted. So again, it's going to be that one, I think, will probably be determined fairly soon. I can't imagine, or at least a projection for it uh, fairly soon. I can't imagine that it won't be within the next hour. And that is probably why there are some sources that have already declared Arizona for Biden. Alaska is at 62.9% Trump, 33% Biden with 47% of the vote in. So they are still in the thick of it when it comes to counting. I mean, they're not even at 50%. There are three electoral votes at stake. And right now with these two locked in what will potentially be a photo finish, at least for this phase of the election, because this is certainly not going to end, especially with the numbers being so tight, but I'll get into that in a moment. Um, those three votes are actually more important than they probably ever were. North Carolina, another state that has had some fascinating twists and turns over the past 24 hours being blue, then pink, then red. And now it is right back to being very much uh, in the mix, and which is what made it a battleground in the first place. Trump at 50.1%, Biden at 48.6%, only 77,000 votes separating them, 95% in. If I had to guess, I would say that is probably going to uh, stay with Trump. 70, uh, 77,000 votes is a lot to overcome with only 5% of the vote left to be counted unless they are talking about on-site and have not included absentee ballots in that mix. So that is where we stand with the numbers. So talking about lawsuits, because I said we were going to do numbers, lawsuits, tantrums, and corpses. Lawsuits have been filed by the Trump camp so far that we are aware in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, I believe also in Arizona and Wisconsin to stop the vote. You have individuals from the Trump camp, including President Trump, claiming that these places are doing everything from mismanaging the vote, not letting the observers actually observe. That's a, a huge drama, especially in Pennsylvania, and I believe Detroit too, but, all, but we also have the issue of protesters outside of these places, which can't make it easy for the individuals inside. Uh, other allegations, um, include that votes were, they're saying that people were voting after the deadline. Well, no one was voting after the deadline. Essentially, they are, it's sort of a red herring. They are putting it in those terms when what the complaint really is, is that allegedly votes were showing up after the deadline. Well, if they didn't have to be, if they were valid as long as they were postmarked by election day, then you may not have them on election day. So for instance, uh, Trump tells this story about a bag of votes or a box of votes, and I think Giuliani did as well, showing up in the Wisconsin, in the Wisconsin offices at 4 a.m. Okay, but 
here's the thing. There has been no allegation that there was something wrong with those votes as a, at this point, other than when they arrived, which again could also be related to that whole postmark deal and somebody gathering them up and, and bringing them over because all of these states that are involved right now in this counting, all or most of them based on the uh, decisions of their board of elections or their secretary of state said that they weren't going to actually start counting until election day. But of course on election day, the things that right out the gate start getting counted are the votes that came in that day. So you're not getting to the rest of the votes in terms of the early voting and the absentee ballots until the wee hours or possibly even the next day. Like in the case of Philadelphia, because, or not, well, they're doing it in Philadelphia, but in the case of Pennsylvania, the Secretary of State there had already said, because they knew that they were going to have a huge number of um, early voting and absentee votes to count, especially given that they were watching as the numbers came in, which of course they were, that they weren't going to even start counting until the next day, which would be today. And, I, and I'm talking about as it relates to that. So the lawsuits everywhere. And what it boils down to is if either of you want to win this election, just count all the votes. These lawsuits at their core are aimed at stopping the counts. That's what they're doing. They're aimed at stopping the accounts because if you are alleging that there is some type of impropriety, then ultimately what you would be asking for is the court to enjoin the continued counting of the votes. So all of this is geared towards stopping the counts to support the notion that President Trump put out last night when he made his big announcement that he already won the election and what we are dealing with now is just people trying to steal the election as opposed to counting the votes. And I'm going to give you some of his tweets because this has been going on all night and into today, of course. Last night, 11.44 p.m., we're up big, but they are trying to steal the election. Uh, big and stealer and caps. We will never let them do it. Votes cannot be cast after the polls are closed. He put polls in caps, but he spelled it P-O-L-E-S. Makes sense going back and fix it. The next one, uh, 11 hours ago, so I guess that would have been at about 9.26 Eastern time this morning. How come every time they count mail-in ballot dumps, they are so devastating in their percentage and power of destruction? So are we asking how come when those things get counted, they're not in my favor? Okay, but you kind of knew that, which is why you all encouraged your people to go out big. This was nothing new that the early voting encouraged by the Democrats was working in the sense that people were actually taking advantage of the opportunity to vote early. I'm not, and this is not about who wins or loses. I'm just talking about the opportunity 
as it was presented and which party was pushing their people to do it. We know which party was pushing their people to do it. And we know which party was pushing their people to show up the day of, which is, uh, which in large part accounts for why those ballots being the, the ballots that were cast the day of, especially in some of these battleground states, skewed very heavily Republican. And now that they are counting the ones cast outside of the day of election bubble, well, now you're getting some fluctuation. And now these places might just be in play. Maybe. I mean, they, they may not be when it comes down to it, but you're certainly seeing the numbers moving and they are not moving in the direction that the Trump camp would be happy about. Now, again, in Philadelphia, with only 5% of the vote left, would it be possible to um, uh, to flip uh, over beyond 189,000 people, uh, 189,000 votes to put uh, Joe Biden ahead? I don't know. But again, as I said earlier, the fact that you started out with, with damn near half a million and that lead has been cut so tremendously and so quickly, I'd be concerned about it, especially given where those votes are coming from. Another one, last night I was leading often solid, solid, solidly in many key states. In almost all instances, Democrat run and controlled. Then one by one, they started to magically disappear as surprise ballot dumps were counted in caps, very strange. And the pollsters got it completely and historically wrong. Well, I don't know if they got it wrong so much as they may have overestimated the situation. Most of the polls seem to indicate that he would lose. And if he does, then obviously they didn't get it wrong. What they may, what they clearly got wrong were the margins, because if Joe Biden pulls this out, which I hope he does, it'll be by the skin of his teeth. Next, they, this is another one nine hours ago, so I guess he tweeted this about 1 p.m. They are finding Biden votes all over the place in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. So bad for our country. Okay. And finally, about seven hours ago, so I guess that would be about two because I just gave up reading these. It was just crazy. We are winning Pennsylvania big, but the PA Secretary of State just announced that there are millions, and I would imagine he's saying millions, of ballots left to be counted. Okay, so if there's millions of ballots left to be counted, who's to say that some of those ballots aren't some of those balance, ballots aren't in your favor. I'm sorry, guys, I've had a long day and I think I'm catching a cold, so I seem to be stuttering a bit. Also, I have a halls in my mouth, so <laughs> that's probably not helping. So uh, it just doesn't make any sense. You're ranting about situations that could very well go in your favor. If there are millions of ballots left to be counted, 
why automatically assume that a substantial portion of them aren't for you, especially since, as you pointed out, this is a state that you have been doing very well in. To use his language, you were winning bigly. So it's it's just ranting and raving for nothing. And it's been so funny because in watching the different commentators on several channels, it's not just uh, CNN or Fox on several individuals who are doing commentary who seem to have a bead to the White House because a lot of these folks, of course, have friends positioned in the right places so they could get the scoop. You're more valuable to your network if you can actually get the scoop. It's no point in you sitting there saying the same shit everybody else is saying for hour upon hour because you all don't have anything new to report on the election. So what are you going to say? Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to call on some of your contacts. And all of them are consistent that things over at the White House are pretty much batshit, led by our clay makeup colored president just flipping out. And, and we can imagine that. I mean, even the behavior last night when he made the statement, just blatant false statements and just not giving a damn about it. Um, and, and then the tweeting and all of that. So we can pretty much imagine what's going on behind the scenes. And finally, corpses, because I'm not going to hold you long tonight, because obviously it looks like we've got more watching to do. And of course, if anything big happens, you know I'm coming back. But um, corpses. So Rudy Giuliani, why does, why does anybody continue to let him off his leash? Now, I know why the, the Trump campaign likes him out there, because if nothing else, he's going to say all kinds of things good or bad but it, it in his mind he is doing it for the party i blame his kids go get your dad go get him he is just out of control this is like having the parent that you have to take the keys from so that they will stop driving because they can't see anymore or hear or whatever and just won't admit it. So they're a menace. This is Rudy, again, out there deliberately, because he's not stupid, he knows what he's doing. Well, he, he may be a little off the beam, but not completely. Deliberately inciting crowds of protesters because, again, the language is constantly inflammatory. By the way, if any of you haven't uh, checked it out. Look at the literal fortune, fortress they built around the White House. They literally used what I'm sure our taxpayer money uh, to put up an entire wall. And I mean, it's nice. It's like the nice fencing you get in your backyard. The um, the white the white one where you get and all the wood is next to each other. I mean, they didn't even go cheap and just get some basic barbed wire that they can throw up and take back down. Anyway, back to Rudy. He gave a press conference. I believe he was in Philadelphia because Philadelphia is the place that was being discussed at the time. And because if you haven't been following the story, there has been a tremendously contentious relationship between the Trump campaign 
and the Secretary of State of Philadelphia, the governor of Philadelphia, just anybody involved in the elections there um, and not getting the decisions that they wanted in the court. I mean, it has really been extremely contentious. So no matter what happens there, unless of course he wins, it's it's going to it's going to be really messy. So at any rate, he stands out there and says why they are filing a lawsuit in Pennsylvania in particular. And in addition to some of the things I cited earlier about the observers having to stay more a, a larger distance away from the individuals counting to the votes than the party would like them to. He also just defamed Philadelphia horribly. He said, Philadelphia is known for having fraudulent elections. They are known for all kinds of shady deals when it comes to their elections. He claimed that they uh, there's many elections where they have corpses voting, and there's no doubt that they probably did it this time, that they have been known to bust people over from Camden, which they expect that that was probably done this time as well. So that's why it is so important that they get up close examination of these ballots and these mail-ins. And of course, earlier in the week, there was all kinds of drama with them and court secretary of state about signatures and signatures matching. It was just really bad. He even went on to say, we've already been before. He called him a Democrat judge. And you know how that whole thing uh, went down. And I was sitting here like, okay, so now he is disparaging a judge. He called the man a hack. This man who was an attorney himself and, uh, and all all involved in law enforcement, he called the judge a hack. I mean, talk about somebody who wasn't the most popular person in the world, but as a friend of mine who lived in New York during 9-11, uh, LaTanya said, he got a bit of a reprieve and, and some good grace and, and goodwill because of his handling of, 9-11. He emerged as this strong figure for a, a state or I'm sorry, for a city that was just severely wounded. I mean, that literally became the symbol of that heinous act. And so despite some of the issues that had gone on in New York under him, especially between Black people and the police and all of that stuff, he was afforded a tremendous amount of grace from a historical perspective. I mean, because his stuff was shysty, even like his marriage stuff, all of that. I mean, just messy. But historical grace because of 9-11. He has just blown that to bits. I think that's just what happens with anybody that gets in, involved with this whole administration. I mean, look at Ben Carson. I mean, he went from being gifted hands to just a running joke. And that is pretty damn sad. 
So at any rate, that's where your corpses come in because apparently they're voting in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm wondering, and I guess maybe we can, you all can let me know on IG or Twitter, feel free to tweet me or to DM me. If corpses are voting, what do you think is cooler? If they are like the Michael Jackson thriller type corpses, or are they like the Walking Dead type? Now, I'm I'm a girl who grew up in the 80s, or shall I say, I came of age at that time, and, and I was a dancer. So I am more inclined, especially because of my love of Michael Jackson, to go with the Michael Jackson thriller type corpses. I never really got the impression that they would eat you. They might be upset if you didn't know the thriller dance, but as long as you kept the song playing and you could do the dance, you were pretty good. So, I mean, if there's thriller corpses voting, that might be kind of cool. Now, those Walking Dead corpses, uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near uh, any precincts if they came in the vote. And I kind of feel like if it was the Walking Dead type, we would know about it because they're gross and they eat people. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Because according to Rudy Giuliani, they're voting. Now, and, and I'm just putting it the way he did. He didn't say that their names were being used. So I think the corpses are actually showing up, which again, could actually be pretty cool. Well, anyway, enough of my silliness for the night. Thank you for hanging with me once again as we examine and dissect election 2020 because apparently it is still not done. And that's fine because, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And I am of the every vote should be counted school of thought. Next we will certainly do an update uh, of where the election is the next time I come on and a discussion about the Electoral College as well. It causes a lot of confusion. I think people in recent years know a little bit more about what it is and understand it, but I, the fact that they understand it doesn't necessarily mean they like it. So this is Just Jonda signing out. Remember to follow me on any and all platforms where you listen to podcasts. If you have Apple, please go on, leave, listen, leave five stars and comments. Also, you'll see in the, uh, in the little box, you will see my IG, Twitter, which is Let's Be Honest, JJ, that's L-E-T-S, H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J for Just Jonda. And of course, you can join our Fashion and Drama Diaries on Facebook where we're talking about a lot of good stuff. I'm posting some celebrity Halloween costumes tonight, as a matter of fact. There's been some pretty interesting ones. So continue to hang with me. We're going to have a great time as we get through this. And nonstop November, we're going to learn some stuff. We're going to talk some crap. We're going to get into some gossip not all politically related. I've got some, I've definitely got some housewives dish that I'll be talking about as well. I may just do a separate episode to deal with that so that we can stay up to date on all of our celebrity gossip. And as always, remember, if you are thinking about it and want to talk about it, I am probably thinking about it and want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. Good night.